with fast funding up to $10,000 available through net credit. Our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. Hello, and welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your hosts, Rita and Mel. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. We're now on episode 27. Today, we have a special guest, Mark Cousins, who is a singer, songwriter, music producer, and DJ. Welcome to the show, Mark. Welcome, Mark. Hiya. How are you doing? You good? Good, good. Thank Yourself? You for, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Good. Thank you for being here. Yeah, um, so, you. you know, we're obviously going to talk about your journey, but um, what age did you, discover, did you discover your love of music and that you knew you wanted to venture down that path? Um, I first discovered music, I suppose, when I was like five, six, seven years old. I discovered my dad mum and dad's record player in like uh, the corner of their bedroom and there was like a selection of records it was, wasn't very big but it had things like the Beatles in it Johnny Cash and um, Don Williams and people like that and then I found some tapes with Elvis Presley and um, I used to just play them constantly um, so that's when I first discovered music um, and then I suppose it kind of just went on from there really I learned to start to play the guitar from the age of about 13 14 mm-hmm. um hounded my mum for a guitar and she finally came um yeah so uh and then it went on from there really um yeah I suppose when I started to play the guitar I um also started to listen to a lot of my sister's music as well which was um she was five years older than me she was already into like the acid house genres she was listening to the fresh mode and stuff like that and um and so I was influenced by that music as well and then by going to school and starting to swap tapes from raves and stuff like that with mates um that was when I got hooked into like rave culture and that music and, and that the whole atmosphere and um i couldn't understand how they were getting all these bits of records and these samples and putting them all together and yeah. there's all this energy and uh, and i just wanted to know i needed to know how that was going to be put together you know yeah and uh, how they were doing it and, that. and uh, so yeah that just blew my mind and uh, it went from there really um it was quite a few years after that before I started making any music, like uh, electronic music. Um, but I'm playing the guitar and writing songs from, you know, sort of 15, 16, I suppose. Amazing. So when when did it trigger, like when was the trigger where you said, actually, I want to do this professionally and I really want to make this? Was it just the point where, okay, this is interesting and then that, there was a flick of the switch where it was like, yes, this is now something I want to do professionally, or how did that even come about? Um, so I suppose 
wanting to do it professionally is it's, I suppose it's the dream um, but I lost my job in about 2006, 2007 and um, we went into a recession and I decided to go to university full time and do a music technology and audio system design course and that kind of led me as it would do you immerse yourself in that world you immerse yourself in education and learning you get contacts with people and um, it was shortly after that really I finished my course because I was there for three years and then for the final year I started doing some um, some remixes for people Um, Mm. and that kind of um, gave me a little bit of a taster and I started doing drum and bass more more um I suppose, um, intently. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I was I was still an amateur and, you know, and the sound was very amateur, but I still really wanted to make tracks and hear them be played in the clubs. Um, so, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of went on from there, really. I mean, I hounded people from that sort of point and sent them CDs and, uh, you know, instant messages and try to get people to listen to my stuff all the time and I was told that um, I'll probably be better off in writing uh, film scores and um, and things like that but I still just wanted to make drum and bass so I persevered yeah. with it you know um, so it, I went through that period but also it wasn't really until about sort of three or four four years ago really when I kind of said right it's time to dig in mm. and and um, hone my sound and practice my craft and um, make a go of it. I mean, the the record label itself was was came into like uh, the idea was born when at that stage when I was at university. Yeah. So the Pro the music was born then, um, but it wasn't until another say ten eleven years maybe before I released anything on the label. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was when I started releasing on the label, really, that I decided that I wanted to push things. Um, I'd had other releases with um, another label prior to that, uh, Dread Recordings, which was uh, a massive thing for me because that yeah. was like, um, you know, when I was, obviously, when I was said I was like listening to rave tapes on the bus on the way to school and that lot, these were the these were the guys that were playing the music. You know, these were the, the record labels that the music was on. And mm. uh, yeah, to get on that label was uh, was massive for me. Yeah. Coming out of that and then starting my own label, that's when I kind of decided that if I'm going to do this, I need to start honing my craft. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just making that decision to start your own label is a is a big decision in itself. I mean, what what inspired you to do that and say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do that as almost like the beginning stage of then evolving. Cause a lot of people will probably put that last and then, you know, just con- continue making the music, but you chose to do the label. I'm not sure it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, they say, don't they, you should uh, run before you can walk sometimes. And um yeah, it's just something I always wanted to do. I mean, 
I was cut. I was cut back in vinyl days. I cut a few dub plates, um, test presses, and stuff like that. And that was a bit of view to kind of putting out my own stuff, but it never came. It never mm-hmm. got the momentum for me to do it. Um, I guess it's just something I always wanted to do. The record label mm-hmm. was always going to happen for me, one way or another. That yeah. it was right from. You know, when I started getting into the music, the drum, into like hardcore and kind of drum and bass, um, that was something that I was going to do. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's just it. How I'm, it kind of, I'm a bit blinkered like that, I suppose, in a way. I'm a bit sort of uh, one single track minded, do you know what I mean? And yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's really, it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and I guess also the answer to that question is, well, why not? Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> just do it, exactly. And yeah, that's basically the way I know we roll like that as well. Just, just do it and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes you just got to pull yeah. the trigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what what I love about it, and I'm sure you do too, is the fact that you this was something you've always wanted to do. Yeah, and you just you just went and you yeah. did it, and. I think a lot of people hold themselves back and think, like like I'd said in the question, almost like, you know, they make the music first and then they take that mm. step into the next thing. But you were like, no, I've always wanted to do this. Just and I've, yeah, yeah, you just did it. And also the fact that you you kept contacting people as well. You mentioned, it like in the earlier um, answer to the question, where you kept contacting people, you know, just sharing your stuff. I mean... Again, there's a lot of um, bravery and a lot of confidence in that because you you realised your dream and your passion. And I think that's just great. I think that's an inspiration to many people and I'm sure our audience will be inspired by that because you you didn't stop. No. And and there there is a lot. There's always a lot of um, knockbacks um, when when you're putting your music out there. In any art form, it's like when you're doing these video chats, you're doing your interviews with people, you know, there's always the um, the feeling or the fear even that you might get knocked back or you might get some negativity or something like that. But yeah, for me, if I put my music out there and I get one person either come up to me in the club and go, man, that tune's wicked, or you get a comment that, so, that says, this tune's unbelievable, you know, or just one person likes it, that, that's the icing on the cake for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, the making the music in the studio is why I do it. It's a it's a bit of a um, therapeutic process, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then people liking the music and um, and it's kind of you know getting involved with the music is purely icing on the cake for me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Perfect. Um, yeah, definitely. Just those comments just coming back, you know, we can definitely relate to that. As soon as there's any and viewers, you know, feel free to put in some great comments for this show as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, when you do get uh, feedback like that, it just makes it more worthwhile. Yeah, and you're doing it because you love it. Plus, it's touching people. And again, it could be a few numbers, but as long as it's getting out there. So right. again... Amazing. That's what we're trying to do, aren't we? We're trying to inspire people through, through our art. And, um, and if that makes connections with one people or 10,000 people, it's doing its job, isn't it? Exactly. That's how I feel. 
Definitely. Said. Yeah. So moving on a little bit more into, you know, getting yourself out there and obviously there's going to come, you know, come it comes with hurdles. Are you able to kind of go into maybe some of the hurdles that you, you face during this time and, you know, maybe, you know, you're, it, it might be even more recent. Are you able to go through that with us today? Um, yeah, well, my biggest, probably my biggest hurdle is my own mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, I've learned to come over that, overcome that now uh, more than ever. Um, but before, for instance, negative talk, um, like we said, it, was, it can stop you from doing a lot of things. Mm. Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and, and do something and get going before you know where you are. Things are rolling anyway. Um, but yeah, for me, um, I've had mental battles. Um, I've been through uh, depression, um, uh, not as bad as some, um, more than most, uh, more than others, sorry. Um, but um, I've come through that. Um, you go through periods of time where um, you get knocked back from somebody or, or you send somebody for something and they don't even reply maybe, you know? And, mm. and uh, I've, I've kind of found that I don't put any emphasis any, on any one thing anymore. Um, mm. there's, there's a lot of little things going on. You try to have a lot of little things going on and then, you know, and if one of them comes good, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, yeah, mainly, mainly the mental um, overcoming myself really has been my biggest, my biggest hurdle. Mm. Um, and I've learned that I've had people in the past um, sort of, um, for want of a better term, use my music as their own. Um, mm. And I've taken, and I've taken that now as as a massive compliment, whereas. Before I, I took it so it knocked me back. I mean, yeah. when I say it knocked me back, it knocked me back for like months. You know, it wasn't just a few days. Or whereas now I bounce back pretty quickly. But um, yeah. it's a massive compliment to have somebody want to, you know, use your music in, mm. in a good way or a bad way. But the, the important thing is that you deal with that and you yeah. go forward um, with a clean slate and positive kind of outlook, I guess. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, do you find, obviously, throwing yourself into your music when you're having those low moments has helped, or do you, do you find actually taking that step away and then coming back to it helps you in terms of those low moments that you get? I... I mean, like I said earlier, for me, making music is is purely therapeutic. So, yeah, um, I can have the worst day and come in the studio at the end of it, and within half an hour of writing a beat or writing a pad or putting a vocal down or recording something, all right, all is right with the world again. Um, so. Um, that is my method, I suppose. It is my output. If I'm having any kind of situation, whether it's um, really highs or really good highs or really bad lows, I come out in my music. And yeah. Everything sort of evens out again. 
you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's the studio that's kind of carried me through. And throughout my life, um, you know, I think at one point I did feel like, you know, I was I was looking for something before I really sort of concentrated on my music within myself, mm-hmm. something to fulfil something. And yeah. I went yeah. down a darker avenues to find that, but it always came back to music and it always comes back to music. And, Amazing, yeah. And that's why I feel now like I'm doing the right thing and I'm in the right place. Definitely, yeah. And I guess once you've created your masterpieces, because uh, again, your your music is absolutely brilliant, um, it must feel, I don't know, like you get this adrenaline after I'm, I'm just gonna assume that that's what you feel <laughs> after because i get an adrenaline listening to it anyway <laughs> that's awesome thanks very much um yeah in the studio um it's usually a vibe it's you're vibing you know um and afterwards the weird thing is you know you go and listen to it in the car or you go and listen to it on another system but by that point you've already got something else on the go yeah you've, you've, that you're cultivating or you've got an idea that's been put down yeah. and so it's weird because when you finish that track you already moved on to the next one but yeah in the studio at the time when I'm writing it's pure you know it's pure buzz it's pure energy whether oh, that yeah. energy is dark or whether that energy is you know high it's, it's there yeah yeah we can definitely and when it really happens yeah. well yeah you're not really thinking about it you're in you're kind of in flow you know yeah yeah awesome because how would how important would you say it is to be able to get that that particular niche bracket that you do because obviously I know you've done music in the past where you've done it but you realized you know like drum and bass and and that sort of you you know you changed your style of music because that wasn't fitting for you you just felt no this isn't me I you know this this is where I belong you know, there are some people who probably will move into a music genre that they think, okay, that will sell more, mm. therefore that will give me more publicity, and then therefore kind of stop what they're doing that they really are passionate mm. about creatively. How important is it to make sure that you stick to that which you you love making that music? I mean, I mean, for me, if you don't, if you're not doing what you love what if the art form you're doing isn't what you love it won't come across as being authentic mm-hmm. um so either either you your soul will die yeah. or eventually it will die out um yeah. there will be no consistency there you know if i didn't love what i did and what i do i wouldn't have pursued it for so long i'd have given up years ago you know mm-hmm. um so i think it's incredibly important to do what you love yeah. Um, and, and just to switch to a genre because you think it's going to make a bit of money um, isn't necessarily a great idea. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, saying that, there's nothing wrong with dabbling either. If you, mm. makes, you know, there's nothing wrong with dabbling in anything, doing anything, you know, yeah, like, yeah. as long as your heart's in it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of like, because, you know, you're a singer and songwriter as well. I mean, when you write lyrics, I mean, what inspires you when you're putting your lyrics together with your music? Um, so my lyrics, I suppose, uh, they're either from past experiences or um, present experiences 
or sometimes even um, kind of fantasy kind of dreams that I might have had or something like that. It's, it really is anything and everything. Um, sometimes my music and my lyrics kind of get a bit political. It's not intentional, <laughs> but it comes. It, I, I suppose if that's what's on your mind and that's what's that what comes that's what's going to come out, it comes out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, lyrically, it could be anything. Um, past events, you know, especially those past events that um, that scar you, <laughs> you know? yeah. or that um, evoke a really deep emotion, then they're going to get written about, aren't they? And, um, yeah. Yeah. Musically, um, it's whatever I'm inspired at the time. Um, it could be, um, I mean, for instance, the other day I was listening to a Duran Duran track. That, um, you know, yeah, it was incredible. Now, at the time when it was around, yeah, I was like Duran Duran. No, <laughs> now I'm listening back to it. I'm thinking that's a really good track. You know, and um, and uh, and you do you just listen to various different stuff, don't you? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I. I it's listen to um, the charts, you know, current charts, and mm. um, you might watch a film. Might watch a film and hear a soundtrack and think, "Oh, yeah, that's that's good. I like that." And then before you know, you're in the studio and you're definitely something along the same same lines, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah yeah I think definitely I think for us well especially for me when I hear something on the film I'm like wow that's really good what's the soundtrack who did the score for this I want to know all of that but yeah it's yeah it's absolutely amazing just to get that inspiration from other sources and when it comes to Duran Duran well yeah yeah fans anything 80s is good for us <laughs> So obviously you play um, live in clubs as well as a DJ. Pre-COVID. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, how is that different from working in the studio and and which would you say is your personal favourite? I love them both for two separate reasons. I mean, when you're in the club and you're playing tunes, especially when you're playing your own music, you get to connect direct with people and see their reaction. I mean, mm. I've been in clubs when they've been singing the lyrics to my track. I mean, um, that's immense. <laughs> you yeah, know, um, and, you know, and somebody might come up to you and say, oh, that, that, I love that track, or you'd be on the decks. And you're lost in mixing sometimes. Mm. You could be lost in mixing. And then you just, somebody peers over the top and goes, oh, I love this tune. And that's, you know, that's that's just connection, isn't it? Yeah. You all crave, isn't it? Connection with yeah. other human beings and, um, and unity. And, that, you know, that's what I think this music's about. Um, Definitely. So that is a totally different entity to then me creating in a studio because me creating in a studio is uh, totally self-indulgent, mm-hmm. Um um, on a vibe, losing myself and um, fixing whatever might have happened in my day or week yeah. going on right now. And, and yeah, so it's totally different. And it's, that's why it's quite interesting when, you know, I, I don't really talk about the content of my lyrics much really because I might write a lyric that means something totally different to how I wrote it to somebody else, you know. 
And, mm -hmm. and I think that's a good thing because I think that yeah. people should interpret it the way they want to interpret it. Yeah. Because then it's special to them. Mm. Whereas yeah. if I tell you it's about, you know, a dog going down the track and having a wee or something like that, <laughs> it's not, then it's yeah. not the same, is it? You know, yeah, like, exactly. Um, yeah, sorry about that analogy. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's exactly it's yeah. yeah. Um, and you might well want to write songs about that, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, I haven't at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I might well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you, you know, you understand what I'm saying. I think it's important for people to take away from the tracks that, um, that I make and uh, interpret it how they want yeah and I think that's the beautiful thing about music is it allows us to listen to a piece and make our own perception of it our own journey of it yeah. and if a piece of music can take you away on your own journey then perception. to me I think that yeah. you, you know you've hit that nail on the head which we you know when we listen to your stuff I mean obviously listening to your latest piece which viewers you'll get to hear at the end with the credits but yep. you know that took me and Mel on a separate journey you know I was I was seeing things like planetarium and stars and you know kind of things and Mel was on a different journey you know but yeah, so, it was yeah. yeah. But, that's really cool because it's crossed over to like both both places like so you can sit there and listen and get lost in it and then also you can dance to it and lose yourself in it as well that's Perfectly. fantastic thanks yeah yeah no, definitely so so i mean just share with our viewers what are you currently working on at the moment um there's more vocal um stuff to come from me i've got a sort of an alias dylan wild that i do my vocals on um that's coming as an ep coming for that um, there's a lot of um, singles that I'm going to release this year. Um, we're gathering some, some momentum, and um, I'm in a place where I'm able to write down what I, what I actually want to write down. Whereas, you know, years gone by, you kind of oh, I want to do this. I've got this sound in my head, and I want to put it down, but it never comes out like you want it to. Yeah, but it is now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, things are flowing really well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a, there's a few projects and that that um, haven't quite come into fruition yet, so I don't really want to talk about them in case they don't. Um, but yeah, there's definitely an EP on the way this year, and probably a couple and uh, loads more singles. So yeah. Brilliant! Amazing. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Right. So I mean, you know, you've got Deploy Music, so that's your music production side. And then we've also got Dylan Wild music. Can you tell us the difference in what we, you know, is it totally different in terms of Dylan Wild's just singer and songwriting and uh, Deploy Music is the music production? Or what, is it going to be a whole entity at some point? Um, I always had this, I've always had this vision of doing uh, drum and bass live. Um, still want to do that, um, you know, right back from when, you know, um, Ronnie Size was doing stuff live with Represent. Um, yeah. You know, I've always wanted to do that. Um, uh, Deploy is my production and DJ persona, if you like, and Dylan is my singer-songwriter persona, just as you quite rightly um, explained. Um, 
the thing with Dylan was that um, I was doing some vocals for a guy back along and we were writing some stuff. And he yeah. said you should have a, another name so that you can collaborate with people as a vocalist. Um, so that's where, that's how Dylan Wilde was came, came, into, um, came about. And um, how the two are going to get merged together? Yeah, hopefully at some point. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the thing is about Dylan is that he can do anything. He can go and write a, a song on the guitar and you know an acoustic track and um, be free to release that and also that's what the label is about as well although I'm doing predominantly drum and bass it's about anything really. amazing you know, I can release anything I want on that label and that's the beauty of it I can do what I want <laughs> which is you yeah. know you're free to create whatever you want which is yeah. which is really good so yeah I think that's um, where we're at with those and hopefully one day we'll get some kind of life thing together but um at the minute, there's definitely momentum gathering with the studio production. So, you know, I think that's where it's going. Perfect. Very cool. Yeah, I love, love it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you've touched on quite a few things there mm. in terms of just, you know, doing what you love and, um, you know, just never giving up and just going for it and, you know, just letting your passion speak, which has definitely come across in this interview. But what we like to ask our guests is inspiring them a little bit more. So what free tips would you love to share with our viewers, especially for those who are thinking of, um, you know, moving into the music industry but aren't feeling confident already yet? Um, finish music. Finish mm-hmm. music. Doesn't matter if nothing I ever do is finished. <laughs> so none of my tracks are finished, but sooner or later you have to draw a line. Um, and that's what one of the, the, the biggest things is to finish tracks, move on, take stuff from them, whether it be, you know, um, things you've learned or even sounds, cultivate that, move it onto the next one, and keep going until you've got some techniques and some sounds together. Um, and the same with if you're a vocalist, practice, um, record a little bit, practice some more, record a little bit, and just keep cultivating that. Keep turning it over. Don't get stuck um, on the same track for weeks, months on end, because you won't really learn anything from it. I mean, I've been there. I've done it um, much to my dismay now. <laughs> yeah, that is the number one. Um, I would say, um, possibly not the number one, but one of the, you know, one of the, you know, the biggest things I could say. Um, when it comes to setbacks, so we call this number two, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to setbacks, when it comes to people either not returning your calls or answering anything, um, people are busy. Mm-hmm. You know, people have their own businesses to run. They have a lot of list music to listen to. Um, they have personal lives as well. Be courteous, be um, humble, and um, be persistent. Um, because if people really, really want to listen to your music, and if you really love what you're doing, it will get out there sooner or later. And um, people will listen to it. It might be the next day. It might be a couple of weeks, but people will listen to it. Mm. Um, not all of them, 
but you know most of them will um so yeah just yeah that's so i guess that's number two uh number three um have a really good group of people around you that mm-hmm. want you to get on and that um you want to see get on as well it has to be reciprocated yeah um it can be one person it can be five or ten but there's a lot of people around that um will want to um take rather than give to you yeah and um it's important that you've got the right people around you incredibly important yeah. i would say probably that's you know right up there with, um, mm. and if you haven't got those people around you um you know reach out like the music reach out find the people that you you look up to find the people that um who sound you know whether it be vocal whether it be production wise that you you love mm. um and um you know, work on emulating on that sound. My stuff sounds like some people that I'm influenced by. Um, you know, it's going to. Um, but yeah, you know, just work on work on getting stuff out there. And, um, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Love it. Yeah, yeah, really inspirational. And I think, you know, you touched on a really valid point mm. there about having that support, which is so important because... Yeah especially during those ups and downs, you know, to celebrate your wins and to also talk about those difficulties. And, you know, I'm glad that you have that. And I'm glad that I have that too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So this is your time to really plug yourself now, Mark. Where can our viewers go to find out more about you and your upcoming music? So you can, the best place to go is to deploythemusic.com. All my socials are on there. Um, and that will direct you to the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, um, and everything else you need to know is on there, really. So, yeah, you go to deploymusic.com and you should be able to find what you need. Excellent. Amazing. Well, Mark, thank you yes, so thank much for you. being such an awesome guest. Thanks for having me, um, guys. It's been, been no nice. worries. We can't wait to hear more of your music. And viewers, you are now going to hear In My Head by Deploy. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Thank you again. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase.
When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply.